Well, this is our last Sunday together uh, for getting ready for Christmas, right? We've been doing it the last few weeks as we approach uh, Christmas Sunday, Christmas week, and uh, this morning I just want to thank Jessica Brainerd. She came early this morning along with our staff and our praise team and and uh, got some decorations put up in these Christmas trees. She knows how much I love Christmas trees. I love you, Jessica Brainerd. Thank you so much. And uh, just want to thank all those that have worked so hard, the ones that you don't see uh, in the sound booth and running slides and lights and sound and all those awesome things. Well, just a quick announcement. Uh, about next Sunday, next week, we're only going to be having one service next Sunday. There won't be an 8.30 service, only a 10.30 service. Uh, we, we'll be live in person, 10.30, and also online. We will resume both 8.30 and 10.30 after the first of the year, so make note of that. Well, I don't know about you, but I can't believe that Christmas is almost here. Can you believe it? This week. Uh, this time next week, uh, all the radio stations will be playing classic rock and roll again instead of Christmas music, and I'm okay with that too. I, I don't mind one bit, but uh, it will all be behind us this time next week. And, and speaking of Christmas music, aren't you grateful for our praise band this morning? Man. We are so blessed to have the talent that we have in this church, and not only the talent, but those willing to use it for God's glory. Um, and they're not finished yet. They're coming back, and so we can look forward to that. As a matter of fact, here in just a few minutes, we're about to sing one of my favorite Christmas songs, um, one of my favorite Christmas hymns, I guess you could say. Uh, you've probably already heard it a few times this year, especially if you're like me and you're playing Christmas music in the house and you're playing Christmas music in the car. Uh, you've probably already heard the song and sung along with it that we're going to be singing in a few minutes. But it's that great Christmas song, O Holy Night. And it's a song that's being sung, if you think about it, it's a song that's being sung in churches and in cathedrals all around the world today. Not just us singing it, but it's being sung in places of worship all over the world today. But there's some interesting uh, things about this song that you may not know. Uh, some of you may, but O Holy Night was written in the mid-1800s. Uh, and what's interesting about that is that... Uh, uh, a, a priest had gone to a guy who was a local poet uh, in France. And this guy, his name was Placide. And he was a great poet. And so the priest went to Placide and he said, What I would like for you to do is to write me a, a, a poem. 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 I don't even know how you say that. I can't write a poem or say poem. So anyway, he said, I would like for you to write me a poem about Luke chapter 2, the story that my beautiful wife read to us just a few minutes ago. 
He said, I want you to write a poem uh, about Luke chapter 2. And, uh, and the inter- interesting thing about this is, is that Placide was not only not a Christian and had never publicly professed to be a believer in Jesus, not only that, but Placide was well known around town as kind of being a rough character. Uh, he was kind of a shady guy. Uh, but, uh, you know, he didn't go to church, and he never claimed to believe in God. But in spite of that, Placide wrote this poem about Luke chapter 2. And when he finished with it, he liked it so much that he asked another friend of his to put music to the poem. Um, the guy that put music to the poem also, again, was not a Christian. Never had professed to believe in Jesus Christ. And so they write this poem and put music to it and make this song. And this song became very popular uh, in their community and began to spread and become uh, popular and was being played in churches everywhere. Until some religious people got to thinking about it and they began to realize that this song... And the music to this song were not written by people who were even Christians. So they couldn't stand for that. They couldn't have that. They couldn't allow that kind of music to be played in the church. And so they began to try to stop it from being sung and being played. And by then it was too late. It had already spread and had already become very popular and it's still popular today. Another interesting fact about this song, O Holy Night, is this. About 50 years later, in 1906, a man by the name of Reginald Fessenden was a 33-year-old Canadian professor who did what many people thought was impossible. He built and created this makeshift generator. And he plugged a microphone into it and he broadcast the very first AM broadcast in the history of the world. The first time that it had ever happened. And he did it on Christmas Eve, 1906. And he took Luke chapter 2 and he spoke into the microphone and broadcast these words for the very first time across an AM transmitter. And he began with these words. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. And he read the Christmas story. When he completed the story, he took out his violin He played it into the microphone, and the first song to be broadcast across the airwaves in the history of the world was this song, O Holy Night. And as we sing this song together in a few minutes, I believe that you will notice how timely the words of this song are for you and me today in 2020. There's a phrase in this song that is so fitting for the world that you and I are living in right now. A dear friend of mine, Dr. Randy Berkner, some of you know him, he used to be our district superintendent. 
Every year he sends uh, Lynette and I a Christmas letter that kind of summarizes what their year has been about and what they've done. And as I began to read this Christmas letter, I found it interesting that he referred to this song, O Holy Night, in his letter to us. And I sent him a text real quick and I said, uh, Randy, I, I hope you don't mind, but uh, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that you and I are on the same page of O Holy Night this year. And I said, I hope you don't mind if I take a few of your thoughts and share them with my church this Christmas Sunday. And he texts me back and he said, I don't ever mind if you borrow anything that I've got. He said, just make it better. And I said, I'll do my best. But as we sing that song in just a little bit, there's a phrase in that song that is so fitting. And it's these words. O holy night, a weary world rejoices. Friends, is that not us today? Like many of you today, Many people are approaching this Christmas weary and tired. We've grown weary of this virus that has taken the lives of more than 300,000 of our American friends, neighbors, and some of our family members. We've grown weary. Of the fact that church attendance is less than half of what it was just one year ago. We're weary today because of the bitterness and the division that seems to be the norm in our world, in our nation, and even in our community today. We've grown weary of politics. We've grown weary of the arguments about which lives matter. And in this weary world, we wonder, what does the future hold? What does the rest of this year look like? What does 2021 have to offer us that might be better. But friends, here's the deal. Though we may be weary today, you and I have reason to rejoice. For yonder breaks a new and glorious morn when Christ was born. It's the greatest celebration that we have in the church. Only second to Easter when we celebrate our resurrected Savior. Friends, the birth of our Savior is our thrill of hope today. It's our thrill of hope that you and I have as followers of Christ. It's the only hope that any of us truly have today the hope of a Savior who not only came to save you and me from our sins, but to save us today from everything that makes us weary. 
there's coming a day when we will no longer be weary. And if we have uh, believed in this hope of a new and glorious morn, and we have received into our hearts and into our lives (laughs) this hope, then yes, there today within every single one of us should be a thrill of hope that is alive and well and flowing and overflowing in us and out of us. Because when Emmanuel came, and that name Emmanuel that he was given means God with us. And so, if you've come weary today, Jesus, Emmanuel, is your thrill of hope today. Can I just tell you today that if you're here today or you're watching online and, and your marriage is struggling and it's not what it used to be and it's not what you want it to be today, Jesus is what your marriage needs today. Your marriage can have a thrill of hope today because of Jesus. Maybe you're here or you're watching uh, uh, today and you're doing your dead level best and you're just fighting to keep your head above water today. Can I just tell you today that Jesus is coming to you today walking on top of that water with His hand extended to pull you out and to save you. And let me tell you something, when Jesus reaches down and He pulls you out and He pulls you above uh, that raging sea, my friend, it will put in you a thrill of hope when you have been saved. And He's done that for you. Friends, our world today needs to know and needs to experience a thrill of hope today. And if we're honest, we all need a a, a thrill of hope today. And I believe that Jesus wants nothing more than to remind us as we come together today as followers of Jesus that we have this thrill of hope that abides in us and lives in us and it's flowing in our veins today if we are a child of God. And so I don't know about you today, but I just needed to be reminded of that. I needed to be reminded of that. To be reminded that our Savior came as the light of the world to overcome darkness. We're going to get an actual real picture of that here in just a few minutes. A light that overcomes the darkness. And if you're walking in darkness today, my prayer is that you would look up and see the great light. See the great light that overcomes all darkness. And not only does it overcome all darkness, but it will put in your life this thrill of hope. And no matter what is going on in our world, no matter what is going on in your life right now, and in your family right now, God wants you to experience a thrill of hope.
one last thing before we continue our celebration today. I want you to think about this. A non-Christian, someone who never professed to be a believer of Jesus Christ, wrote this song that we're about to sing. Which tells us this today, friends. You can know the story of Christmas without knowing the Savior. You can know the story, and it can be very familiar to you. You can know the story without knowing the Savior. And maybe you're here today, or maybe you're watching online, and you know the story. You know the story well, but you've never accepted the Savior of the story and come to know Him personally as your Savior, as your Lord and Savior of your life. I would encourage you today to do that. I would encourage you today to do just that. Because here's the deal, friends. If you've placed your hope in this world, if you've placed your hope in the things of this world, I think by now 2020 probably should have taught you we have no hope in this world. We have no hope in the things of this world. The only hope that you and I have in coming out of this world alive is to place our hope and our faith in the one who promises life and life everlasting. Eternal life. And His name is Jesus. And so I encourage you today, if you haven't, accept Him today. Because today, if you will accept Him, you will experience this thrill of hope that we're about to sing about right now. And in the meantime, my brothers and my sisters in Christ, today I encourage you to cling to the promise that God made every single one of us in Jeremiah chapter 31 and verse 25, where God says to you and I today, I will refresh the weary. I will refresh the weary. That's my prayer for you today. That's my prayer for my family today. Let's continue our celebration of our Savior.